This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. Every time they win, you owe me a woo pig suey. Woo pig suey. Woo pig suey. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. We the North are now we the champions. The Raptors, the 2019 NBA champs. According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpup. They want the wheel round. Jace Kinnaman down the near sideline. Can he track it down? Yes! Jace Kinnaman is a 10. Five touchdown Bullpup. Everything happening in the sports world. Here comes McCready. Oh, he just sucked the gravity right out of the building. What a play by T-Man. And even some things not happening in the sports world. So are you not a fan of, of your athletes on your teams going on The Bachelor or Bachelorette? I don't care. I don't watch it. I don't care. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in the entire city of McPherson and maybe in all of western Kansas, central and western Kansas, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon. Good afternoon. I had somebody come up to me in Dillon's last night and go, hey, McPherson's most popular man. That's right. And I said, no. See, no. It, it, you can't always say, oh, no, it's not me. And then when people come up and say it to you. Well, that tells me they listen to the show, though. Because, well, maybe that, too. Because but I, I was, think they get it. Well, I don't. They understand. They go, I wow, still Steve is I, the most popular man. I still man. don't know where you come up with that nonsense. I think I've been saying it for two years now, almost you three have, years. You have been, but it's nonsensical. But don't you think, I mean, you've, you've got some pull. You've got, you can pull a few strings. You uh, know a few people. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know if I know the right people, but I know some people. You know some people. Yeah. Well, Steve, we're very excited for today's show because we are going to be joined here in just a couple of minutes by Kenton Galvin football coach Shelby Hoppus. We are very excited to talk with Coach Hoppus. He begins his third season with the Eagles coming up this fall. They were one win away from going to the state championship a season ago, and they bring every single player back for this year. So this is going to be a fun team and we get the feeling that it might be the Bullpups and the Canton Galva Eagles that could be really pushing this season a long way for McPherson County. Well, they both made the state semifinals last year. And, uh, uh, you know, I find it interesting because it was only about five years ago, Canton Galva had to forfeit a game because it didn't have and enough. And that is very rare in yeah, high school football. Especially when you're an eight-man team. And there were some games that they played the Iron Man eight. They only had eight guys and they had Ooh. to play the whole game. And then one game they did forfeit, but then, uh, you know, uh, Shelby came along and uh, is revitalized that program. Uh, and, and, you know, we always talk about athletics being in cycles. Well, they've, they're cycling up. It's a it, really good cycle right yeah, now. Yeah, in, in athletics over at Canton Galva, they were really good in track uh, this spring. Uh, they were better in basketball than they have been. But uh, in football last fall, they were averaging – once they got really rolling – they averaged about 50 points a game. And Landon Everett, who was the quarterback, put up just some mind-blowing numbers. Uh, Tyson Struber at receiver as a freshman. Uh, fantastic receiver. And also, I think he led the state in interceptions, maybe, or tied for the lead. Well, remember, think, they Dan had Gavin, the team record. They had the team record for interceptions last year. So, obviously, uh, uh, the defensive uh, uh, coaching has been outstanding at Canton Galva. And, I, you know, I, I, I always say Canton Galva – 
has got as passionate of sports fans as you'll ever see. I mean, their people really get into their games. They are 100% behind their teams. I always, I always, I used to every once in a while cover a game in the playoffs because they'd always play like on a Tuesday night, and I'd go over to Canton Galva, and 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 some of their fans stand on the field. They don't stand in the, they don't sit in the stands. Well, they weren't doing that when I was there this but, fall. But maybe they, back in the day. Back in the day, they used to stand on the sidelines and and, and cheer the Eagles on. So it is going to be an exciting year. They're going to have a really tremendous opener. They play Little River in their season opener. Remember last year, Little River won that game. Then, right. the, then the Eagles won 10 in a row uh, before losing to Solomon in the state semifinal. So really looking forward to seeing what Shelby's got to say. Uh, they've already had their team camp. They just participated in a camp uh, that McPherson College hosted along with Maxville, Mound Ridge, St. John were all there. And uh, Shelby was really pleased with how they perform. So be really good to hear about the Eagles. And we're going to be following them. They're going to be kind of one of our highlight teams this season because I think when you look at the McPherson area, obviously Heston is always good. Um, and but they, they lose a ton. And Smoky Valley has been fantastic the last five years. They Smoky Valley really has is, is hit, been hit hard uh, by graduation. But Coach Lambert's got a program in place that I think will survive. But Canton Galva is kind of going to be our area team to watch this year. You know, Steve, the, the thing that makes Canton Galva such an interesting situation is that we all know there are a few McPherson High people or Kenton Galva people that kind of live in that area between McPherson and Galva right. and that they kind of have the choice to go to whatever whatever school they want to. And so they have that freedom to move. And I think that Coach Hoppus could tell you there's a few of those guys on the Bullpup football team that if he could get them just three more feet to the east, <laughs> that he thinks they could be great additions for them. Well, I think he likes the hand he's got right now. And, and, and vice versa, too. I think if Coach Pav was in here, he'd say, man, I wish Landon Everett could move about well, 10 Nick miles Pearson east just, or west. I, I saw on Twitter Nick Pearson just announced yesterday that he received his uh, first offer. Nick's a big offensive lineman, uh, has played some fullback in his time. He'll be a lineman for the Eagles. He received an offer from McPherson College. Coach Fiscus really getting out in the area, hitting the area uh, football scene pretty hard. So um, be interesting to see where Nick Pearson lines up. He's, he, you know, he's had some injuries at times in his career, but when he's healthy, he's as good as anybody in eight-man football. All right, Steve, let's take our first break. And when we come back, we'll be joined by Canton Galva head football coach Shelby Hoppus. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by... Great Plains Federal Credit Union, the Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. We're back on today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE, Jim Joyner, Steve Sell, and we are joined this afternoon by Kenton Galva head football coach Shelby Hoppus. We're excited to get him in studio today because his Eagles are going to be a lot of fun to watch this fall. Coach Hoppus, good to have you in here this afternoon. Thanks for having me in. Well, as we are diagnosing what's been going on this summer, it's about that point where every high school football team is kind of hitting that dead month of June where you don't get to do that much, but... Just like Coach Pav's guys at McPherson, 
You guys have been super busy this summer. You've been having your own team camps. You played in the eight-man camp at McPherson College last week. It's been a really busy summer for you guys, and I think that's getting the juices flowing for the fall. Yeah, knowing that we had a couple team camps, uh, one like you mentioned at McPherson, and then Sterling College is going to host one for us the second week of July at our place. Uh, we had our, our week-long team camp early. We had it the first week of June to try to get everything in, and we got the wheels rolling, and like you said, that month of June, it flies by because you're doing something every night. And then when you get – I also have the girls' basketball side, so we're in the McPherson College Summer League there too, and it's every night for us we're doing something. So it's busy, but it's fun, and it's beneficial. The kids the kids have really been working hard. And what people probably – a lot of people don't realize is you basically return your team from last year. You had no seniors. So how has that uh, helped you in the – in these uh, camps, I mean, there's got to be a lot less teaching. I mean, you're still doing some teaching, but it's a lot of polishing and maybe some addition to some new things. Uh, I'm sure you and your staff have been working on new creative ways uh, to get your athletes the ball because that's one thing you have is great athletes, and it's amazing how these things go in cycles. Um, you go some years, you, you don't have very many athletes, and all of a sudden you've got athletes who can do a lot of things. But that experience has got to be such so beneficial for you guys. Yeah, we walked into our team camp, and on day one, we had 95% in. You know, we were running plays, and our team periods were really good. And, um, you know, you're always correcting the little things, but they knew what they were doing from the start. By the end of team camp, other than stuff that I'll add here and there because you're always drawing something up, um, it's in. We have 100% in. The JV probably has about 50% in, and saying – the JV has 50%, something that Kent Galva hasn't experienced in a long time because our JV was just always mixed pieces. You know, now we we have two squads. We have a varsity and a JV squad, and it allows those young kids to come up and develop as freshmen and sophomore like high schoolers should. They sh- shouldn't have to be, you know, thrown into the fire right away like they, they have at Kent Galva the last five to ten years. So that was good. And, yeah, the experience part um, – other than the little things, like I said, we're we're in and we're ready to roll, both offensively and defensively. Well, I've covered Canton Galva football for 40 years now, and the first year I was here, Canton Galva played for the state championship down at Hutch. It, it was like an eight to six game or a six to two. It was a real low scoring game, but Canton Galva has had a proud football tradition going back to Brad Hill and the Weedles and the Bullingers and Everhart's and uh, Kevin Bruce and people like that. And th- then it fell off. Then it came back again. Uh, your brother and Aaron Alvord and and Jake, the late Jake Warren, uh, you know, you had some great teams back then. But then uh, about, you know, until the last couple of years, you'd really fallen off. What was it that turned around this program? Was just you had more kids? Because there was a year that Canton Galva actually had to forfeit one game during the season because they didn't have eight players to play. But what is it that has turned this program, the cycle, back up? Yeah, small school programs, you're always going to be up and down a little bit. The goal is the head coach and my staff is to make sure that when you're down, you don't fall down to where we were five years ago, like you said. Um, we have a great group of seniors right now, and those seniors as freshmen went through the forfeiting of games and having to play varsity and all that because there were only nine kids out for football then. So that group has learned from what the bad is and – they didn't want to be on the bad part anymore, so they, they flipped a switch, and that's what it takes. It takes a couple good groups of kids to come through and really want to change things and want to change that culture. 
and it starts in the weight room. You know, I don't know what the numbers were before because I wasn't around, but I know right now we're getting 95% attendance. And we've had, I think, one or two kids miss one session is all. And they come back and they make that session up because they know they missed it and they know that, you know, they, they got to get better every day. So um, that's what it takes is that commitment from that one class. And then once you get that culture built and building, and we're not there yet, um, but we've started the building process and now the freshmen are looking up to those seniors and seeing what they do and what their work ethic is. And man, that's what we got to match. So now we just, then you try to just keep that rolling. No matter if you have four kids in a class or if you have like our freshman class this year has 11, I think that are playing. Well, I know Steve can attest to this a little bit, but anybody that's been around the McPherson high football program over the last 15 years, whenever Tom Young came in and started their weights program, their SPS program, I think you could begin to see that transformation. And of course, they had some great athletes roll through right after that as well. But I think that's when you started to see that program really take off. Two or three years after the SPS program began. And now it's not that it's just a, a new thing. It's a standard. It's what's happening in middle school. It works its way up into the beginning of high school. Then it works its way into the varsity level for football and basketball. And I think that you can see it at schools how important having a weight program like that is. And I'm starting to see it at Canton Galva with the stuff that you guys are always posting out on Twitter and showing how hard your athletes are working, and it's building that culture. And I think that it's beginning to be a staple there at Canton Galva. And you, you saw what that group did with the state powerlifting this this winter. That I think you can see how important having a program like that is. Yeah, it's very important. And um, I put... I'm trying to get the wheels turning on an SPS program or a strength and conditioning program at Canton Galva. Uh, right now, as freshmen, I'm not sure exactly what the classes are called, but I think they just have a PE class, and that also involves health for a semester or a couple semesters in that too. So our freshmen basically get no weightlifting at all. And then through sophomore through senior, they have an elective, and I believe, believe it's called physical education and sports. Um, but weightlifting is not really built into that either. Now, depending on who the teacher of that is, they are allowed to go lift if they choose to, but it's not built into the program. So as our junior high kids get no weightlifting until the summertime with Coach O, Coach O'Connor, who's my assistant defensive coordinator, and then he finally gets his hands on them, and they only get that three months. To where, like you said, with Coach Pab and SPS, those 7th and 8th graders, they're not in there getting stronger. They're in there building form, working on form, working on, you know, muscle endurance and muscle flexibility and things like that. That way when they do get to that high school level and you start adding that weight, they're doing it the right way. And that's when your freshman becomes strong and then a sophomore stronger and it just continues to grow. We don't have that right now. We get the kids. We have what we call spring weights to where we're in there at 6 o'clock in the morning. Coach O runs that as well. Um, I try to get there when I can, and then we have our summer weight session like everybody in the state does. But we need to get those kids into a weightlifting program, a SPS or a strength and conditioning, some sort of weightlifting program all year long. They need to be there because – and I'm not speaking from a football perspective, but my basketball girls, they need to lift, and they do lift. We have a great group that gets in there and works hard. And because it's not about, you know – it's about building an athlete. It's school-wide. It'll help every single sport that we play. And um, you start building athletes, 
It don't matter if you have small classes or large classes, small numbers or big numbers, you're going to be successful year in, year out because you have, like you said, you've built a culture, you've built a program, they're in there working hard, and now you are building athletes from seventh grade all the way to their senior year. Let's take a look back at last year. You were coming off, I believe, a four and five season uh, in your first year. Um, people thought, well, they're going to be better because they played a lot of sophomores two years ago. But I don't know, did anybody foresee the kind of season you had? You started with a loss to Little River, which was a very talented football team. They, like you guys, had some really good athletes. And then all of a sudden, what went, what started, what the light went off? It started to click. You won 10 in a row before losing to a really good Solomon team in the state semifinals. Where did you see it really start to take off? And when did you think, hey, this year could be something special? Yeah, that first that first game against Little River, we came out and we we probably only had about 60, 65% of our stuff in. Um, not making excuses because they're they were a good football team. They're still gonna be a really good football team. And, and they came out and they just they beat us up a little bit and they showed us, you know, what kind of physicality you have to play with at that level. And even though we had some sophomores that were now juniors and some freshmen that were now sophomores, those are still young kids, you know, and we didn't have a lot of experience and it showed those kids kind of the level that they were going to have to play with to be a successful football team. And you never want to lose a game, but I actually honestly think that was good for our football team. Maybe we could have played that physicality, that type of physicality and one by one point and it would have been better, but because you never want to lose, but. I do think that was good for our football team, and it showed us, you know, the next week against Chase County, we came out and kind of rolled there. But then uh, week three against Center, they were a top five team in Division Two, and had some kids, some big, strong, physical kids. And first quarter, we kind of were in a law a little bit, and then I got into the boys a little bit and reminded them about that Little River game. And sure enough, we, we ended up rolling them, 45 to them in the third quarter. So, And from there on out, it, that's when the, the switch flipped is that center game when we kind of proved ourselves that, hey, we can play up. Even though we're, you know, one freshman, a couple sophomores, and some juniors out there, um, that we can play with just about anybody. So, And from there on out, they were focused. They continued to work hard, and one win became two, and it just continued to roll and roll and roll. You look at the eight-man game, and, and people always point to the skill positions. and But really – the, the, you know, when I've covered eight-man football, it's those teams that have those three interior offensive linemen and then defensive linemen. And I think you're going to have some really good ones this year. And some kids, like you say, have been working hard in the weight room. I know that uh, Nick Pearson's already – he tweeted out he got an offer from McPherson College. So you got some kids starting to be noticed. But it all starts up front, be it 11-man or eight-man. It's in the trenches. Yeah, that doesn't change no matter what football you're playing. Um, and we are – we got a good group there. They were – they were inexperienced last year. They got that experience. They were lucky enough to have that experience against really good football teams in the playoff run. Um, and they're going to be a special group. I think they'll be one of the best groups in our classification at those three positions. They've all put on weight. They've all gotten stronger. Um, and I'm excited. I'm excited for those three. And then we also, when you add in the fourth, which is going to be Tyler Rummel this year at our wide position, which is our tight end, um, he's – from 160 up to I think he's 185 right now so we're going to average you know right around 215 220 across the front and those boys can move and that's what you want at the eight-man level at the 11-man level you usually have your tackles that are a little slower but big and you have your guards that can move well we only have guards so everybody up there has got to be able to move and 
we got some kids right now that not only are big and strong, but they're athletes and they can move. We're joined on the show this afternoon by Kenton Galville football coach Shelby Hoppus. And whenever I got a chance to see you all play last year, I believe it was the Lebo game, which I think would have been like the first round of the playoffs. It was on a weird nine, maybe a Thursday. And the person that stood out to me the most and made the biggest impact to me was Landon Everett, who you have at quarterback and plays at safety or linebacker for you as well and had 10 or 11 interceptions last year. Landon Everett was just a physical force. And whenever he wanted to keep the ball and run up the middle, he could. He could keep it and go to the outside. He could pull the ball back down and throw it. Landon Everett, I think, is going to turn a lot of heads this year. And and typically, I guess, at that quarterback position, your transformation from your first year to your second year as a starter or your first to your second or second to third, that's when you see it and they continue to get better and better. And I think Landon Everett is going to have a huge year for your team. Yeah, funny story about that Lebo game is that Thursday night, Landon is also a volunteer firefighter for Galva Fire Department. That Thursday night, they got a call at 2.30 in the morning. He decided he needed to go on that call. <laughs> so he had been up since about 2.30 that morning, and and uh, which is great for him to want to do that and try to help people like that. But I told him no more Thursday night late <laughs> calls, you know. But, no, he, he's, a, he's a special kid too, and um, – he, he works harder than anybody on the team. And if somebody's matching him, he tries to work harder than them. He's always in there early. He always stays late. Um, very coachable kid. Great kid. He, uh, he's going to be physically more dominant this year because of the size he's put on because of his weight room progress. I think he ended the last year at 155, and he weighed in at 178. So there's 20, 25 more pounds that he can add to that. So when he does carry the football – you know, people want to bounce off him a little more, which is which is really good. But yeah, he uh, he's a modest kid. He always gives thanks to the three three or four up front because that's where it starts. Like we talked before, but he's he's a special athlete and he's a great great high school football player. Speaking of special athletes, I know it's you don't want to you know get blow too much smoke, but Tyson Struber as a freshman had a fabulous season. And obviously, he's, he's a big, strong kid, uh, did great in track this season, had a good basketball season. Talk about a natural athlete. He just seems like a natural athlete. Yeah, he is. And the scary part there is he's starting to put on weight now, too. And I think he's 6'2", 180, 185, somewhere right now as a, as a sophomore. He has a 15-year-old kid. Um, so he, he's got a lot of growing to do yet. He also is one that works hard in a, in a different way, though. He goes to every football camp within a driving range. He, he'll, he'll be there. You know, he wants to be coached by good coaches. He wants to try to get better at his craft every single day. Um, and he is a natural athlete. His ball skills are second to none. And uh, it, I told Landon the other day, you know, it's fun to have a kid like that because sometimes you can make a mistake and just kind of toss it up there and Tyson will go help you out. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, at every level you see that. So um, he's going to, I think as a sophomore – the Little River game last year was great for him, too, because he came in. He was a freshman, obviously, his first high school football game, and I don't think he ever came off the field. And um, he kind of got he kind of got torched a little bit, you know. They were running their mouths a little bit, too, and they were beating him up. And he was used to, in junior high, every time he touched it, it was 80 yards and a touchdown, you know. So, But I think that flipped that switch in his head that, hey, this is a different level of play. It's a different level of speed, physicality, and um, – he just continued after that to get better and better and better, and I can't wait to coach him as a sophomore. 
Well, as we look ahead to this upcoming fall, first off, what do you still have coming up this summer? What kind of workouts and camps do you all still have before you formally get together in the middle of August? And then what all are you looking forward to with this fall besides, of course, just playing? But what all do you see going well for this team in the fall? Yeah, like I said, we still have our Sterling College camp uh, July 11th, which is a Thursday, and we host that over in Canton. Um, and then Keisha kind of puts you puts a stop on everything for a couple weeks from that third week of July until you start in August uh, with practice. And that first week, I you know, I think we're only about six weeks out right now. So it, it's coming. It's flying by. And I'm just excited to get there. Uh, there's going to be new challenges this year. You know, last year, like Steve kind of mentioned, nobody expected us to be that good last year. And we kind of came out of the dark. And and this year, we're going to have that target on your back. And as far as league games go and district games go, you're going to be everybody's Super Bowl. You know, everybody's going to come to your place. You're going to go to theirs. And you're going to get everybody's best shot. So that's going to be different for us. That's a, that's a you know, a situation we haven't been in and can't gavel for a long, long time. You know, the expectations are out of the roof. But we're excited, and we're going to work hard until we meet those expectations. And it feels like with this year, last year was a really strong eight-man Division One year where there were a lot of really good teams, and Central Plains was the top dog the entire year. And kind of everybody knew that everything would run through Central Plains, but we kind of think that team might not be as good as they were last year and that the door is open. And I think you guys know that this is an opportunity for your team to make a run that – not just a run, a historic run this year if the cards fall your way and everything goes correctly. Yeah, and I still would have loved to have played them last year. You know, I <laughs> I keep myself up at night a lot thinking about that sub-state game against Solomon. But, you know, that's in the past. But, yeah, I, I do believe that there's still some really, really good eight-man one teams, but there's not that team like Central Plains was to where we knew it, everybody that played them knew it. They were unbeatable. I mean, they had, that was one of the best eight-man one teams I think that's ever taken the field. So um, this year is a little bit different in that sense. We we do have a shot, but you can't you can't get ahead of yourselves. You got to take it week by week. And the you know at, at the point to where you start looking ahead is the point to where somebody's going to come out and get you. So um, we got to take it week by week and just continue to work hard and and continue to roll. Coach Hoppus, we appreciate you coming in today, and we're looking forward to following this Canton Galva Eagle team throughout this entire fall. And then, of course, the girls' basketball team into the winter in your second year with them. But we're excited. I think Eagles everywhere within Canton and Galva are feeling good, and I think you guys are going to have a fun fall. Yeah, I, I mean, I hope so. I hope the community comes out like they did at the end of the year last year. And that week one game at home against Little River, that's that's one of the biggest of the year, you know, and it's it's – what I would like to consider a rival, but in a rivalry, you kind of, you know, you got to beat them once in a while too, and we haven't beat them in a long time. So it's like K-State in football or KU in basketball, you don't call that a rival until the other team starts winning. So hopefully we can come out and play well week one and the community comes out and supports us because that's going to be a big one. That was Canton Galva football coach Shelby Hoppus on today's According to Jim. We'll take one more break and wrap up today's show after this. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, 
and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Steve, we enjoyed our conversation with Kenton Galva football coach Shelby Hoppus this afternoon. We are excited about that team. Now, we're not looking away from the Bullpups because we think they could be making a nice run as well, but those Kenton Galva Eagles, man, they're going to be good. Yeah, they really are, and uh, Shelby does a great job. You know, he's a Isn't form- it amazing that when you get the right person – into he, a program, it can change he's things. He's Canton Galvez, Tom Young. That's what he is. I mean, he's come in and, and he's the right guy at the right time. You know, when Tom got here in 2006, we had a real good cycle of athletes starting. It helped they had an NFL player on yeah, the team. Yeah, it really did. And had his brother, too, at quarterback, Tucker and Tanner <laughs> Hawkinson. So, uh, you know, these things go in cycles. And and like Shelby said, you know, uh, uh, there was a time it was pretty pretty bleak over there at Canton Galva, and now – what do you say, an 11-man freshman class? I mean, they didn't even have 11 players five years ago. So um, those those kids that are seniors this year took their lumps as freshmen. They had to play. They had no other choice. Um, it was like a JV team playing a varsity team. But, boy, I'll tell you what, I think the Eagles are going to put it on a lot of people this year. It'll be fun to watch. And those are the types of teams that we wish that we could get away and, and see them play a little bit more. They could just bump their games to a Thursday so we could see, see them play. But – I'm starting to get excited for high school football, Steve. Oh, I, I am too. And, of course, McPherson's been really good for the last 15 years. And, and, and we mentioned Smoky Valley's been good the last few years. Little River's been pretty good. Uh, Mount Ridges, I know they're excited. They just got done with, with a camp. Uh, Inman, you know, Coach Sawyer turned things around a little bit down there. Heston with Coach Bowerly, who was the uh, head coach of the West team in the Shrine Bowl. Swathers are always good. They've got a lot of people to replace, but – Man, it just seems like all they do is reload. So uh, a lot of good football in the area. I'm sure I left somebody out, but a lot of good football. Did you say Smokey? I had Smokey, yes. Did you say Little River? Yeah. I said, Did you say Mound Ridge? I said the Dridger Nation. You said Heston? I said Heston. Canton Galva? Canton Galva. I think you got them all. Okay, I, maybe I did get them all. But Inman. Yeah, I had the Coach Sawyer. You got them all then. Yeah, so it, uh, you know we had a really good year in the area last year. So hopefully it'll be as good or better. We'd like to see a couple teams in the state semifinals and maybe the state. How about a team in the state championship? Yeah. How about a team in the state championship game? All right, Steve, do you have any plans this weekend? Uh, haven't really gotten that far. Just kind of taking it, you know, minute by minute. I know, uh, coach, that's the way you live your life. Coach Kinneman's team has uh, got a little basketball action going on tonight. Soiree. Uh, I don't know if it's a soiree, but, uh, uh, the Cowboys bringing his team in, the St. John Tigers, and then I think Hoisington's coming in. So kind of a, just a little get-together. It's kind of nice, you know. that. Uh, well, you know, a get-together. They're going to play. They're, they're going to play. They're not just yeah. going to have brunch. Yeah, they're, they're going to play. So uh, Coach Kinneman's really liking this bullpup team. He, he likes how well they play together. He likes the camaraderie on the team. And he likes how hard they play. He said this team is going to be very fun to watch. Well, I've said it a couple of times that this summer – this team has played so many games. They yeah. have been playing yeah, with, so much basketball. With Summer League and MAYB and and these little uh, jamboree things that they get together. Uh, these guys, uh, you know, a lot of schools, they'll, once the season's over in March, they don't touch a basketball. See you in until, October. Yeah, see you in, well, November. So, uh, but not the Bullpups. They, uh, it's, it's, you know, anymore, 
every sport's year round because you're training year round and, you know, lifting weights or shooting baskets or throwing football passes or kicking the soccer ball, hitting the tennis ball, whatever, the golf ball. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever, uh, you know, sports anymore, just a year round process. Any departing words of wisdom from you? I have. I've never known to have any wisdom. No one ever called me a wise man, that's for sure. (laughs) Wrapping up today's show for Canton Galva football coach Shelby Hoppus and for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you on Monday. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Well, I guess it's a